tough conversations with parents. If you've been in children's ministry for more than a week, you've probably already had some of those. Now, whether they had a complaint about children's ministry or you had to talk to them about their child's behavior, these conversations are never fun. But if we handle them right, they're a great opportunity for ministry. So that's what we're going to be talking about today on the Simple Kid Men Podcast, Episode 7. Hey there, children's ministry friends. Welcome back to the Simple Kid Men Podcast, the podcast where we take the complicated world of children's ministry and we boil it down to the stuff that matters the most. As always, you can find the show notes for this podcast over at simplekidmen.com. Just click on the podcast tab and look for episode seven. That's where you'll find links, quotes, videos, and other resources that I may mention if you want to take the topic a little bit deeper. Now today, we're going to be talking about a big one how to handle tough conversations with parents. Now, this one is huge for three reasons. First, as our friend from Orange, Reggie Joyner, likes to say, no one has more potential to influence the life of a child than a parent. So if we want to influence kids, we need to influence their parents. And if we can't handle conflict with them appropriately, why would they listen to anything else we would have to say about family discipleship or about raising their kids to love and follow Jesus? This is all about building trust. Second, parents are what I call one of our three primary audiences. Children's ministry is really about ministering to kids, leaders, and parents. If we're not winning with all three of these groups, we're not going to be effective for the long haul. It's like a three-legged stool. If one leg's missing, it just doesn't work. And third, let's be honest, these conversations are so important because they could potentially blow up in our faces and cause us all kinds of headaches. If we don't handle this right, it can hurt our reputation, the reputation of the children's ministry, or at least cost us a lot of time as we try to fix a situation that's escalated because we didn't handle it appropriately to begin with. Okay, so we know that it's a big deal. How do we handle it? Well, that depends on the situation. Is this a hard conversation that a parent is bringing to you because they have a concern in children's ministry, or is it you bringing a concern to a parent about a child? In the next episode, we're going to talk about how to address a child's behavior with a parent, how to talk to parents if their kids had a rough day in children's ministry. But today, we're going to talk about the other option, the dreaded parent complaint or suggestion. Now, this could be anything from something you're teaching to an issue with a leader or another kid or just their child's preferences or preferences they may have had based on the type of children's ministry they grew up in or maybe a church that they were at before coming to yours. For example, they may say that your children's ministry is too chaotic and their child is scared to go in. Or your children's ministry is too boring and their child doesn't have any fun. Or maybe you're not teaching enough and their child isn't learning anything. Or why don't you do children's choirs and VBS like the church we used to go to? Or it could be any number of things. So how do you handle it? Well, I'm going to give you nine steps today to walk you through what to do and what not to do when you are tackling some of these tricky conversations with parents. Now, nine steps are a lot to remember when you're facing a situation like this. So I've created a download for you, a cheat sheet. It's over at simplekidmen.com. You can put it on your phone or on your computer or or print it out. Keep it handy somewhere when you need to go back and maybe review these steps when you're trying to process a situation like this in your church. So, okay, what are those nine things? Well, here we go. Number one, pray about it. Obviously, prayer should be our first response 
to really any situation, good or bad. God always wants us to keep this dialogue going with him. But when you're going into a potentially challenging conversation, you really need to double down and make sure that you are praying first before you open your mouth or even get into this situation with parent, guardian, whoever it is you're talking to. So let's say it's a Sunday morning and a volunteer comes up and says, hey, there's a parent who seems kind of upset over there. Uh, Would you be able to step over and talk to her? Right then, just throw out a silent, quick prayer and ask God to help you to handle this situation with wisdom. Ask him to help you to guard your words, to guard your heart, and to listen with wisdom and grace. Okay, number two, don't react. We are all so personally invested in our children's ministries, so it's easy to get defensive if someone brings an issue to us. But we need to remember the words of James when he says in James 1.19, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. This is a key verse when you're dealing with any type of conflict. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. I have seen so many people, including myself, just get bent out of shape because a parent simply made a suggestion, just some way to make the ministry better. That comes from pride. It comes from immaturity, and it comes from investing too much of our personal identity in the ministry. Now, if you have a hard time not reacting emotionally to criticism, then that's a hard issue, and I've been there. I get it. So just relax. Be quick to listen and hear what the parent has to say. Now, as you listen, make sure you clearly understand what the issue is. Ask clarifying questions. Restate the issue back to the parent just to make sure that you know what the problem is. Now, the parent bringing the concern may be emotional, so it's going to be your job to try to look past that to understand what their concern actually is. In this conversation, you need to be a thermostat, not a thermometer. Thermostats set the temperature. Thermometers just react to it. So you're the leader. That means it's up to you to set the emotional temperature. You don't need to react or to defend. Now, next, if this is a face-to-face conversation, you're going to have to quickly determine if you can deal with it now or if it would be better to handle this later during the week. If you're in the middle of the hustle and bustle of children's ministry, you might not be able to give this situation the attention it deserves, or you may not present the best version of yourself if you're stressed or pulled in a lot of directions at once. Whatever the case, if it's better handled during the week, just thank the parent for bringing this concern to you. Then ask if you can call them or get together tomorrow or the next couple of days. Explain that you would really like to be able to take the time and give them your full attention. All right, next, try to put yourself in the parent's shoes. Or as Stephen Covey said in the seven practices of highly effective people, he said, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Now imagine if this was a concern you had for your child. How would you feel? Even if you don't think this specific concern is valid, get to the root of it and understand what their core concern is all about. For instance, if their issue is that they feel your ministry is too crazy and chaotic, what is it they're really worried about? Well, they're probably concerned for the safety of their child, or even just that their child will feel comfortable in the environment and not intimidated. Now, that's something you can both agree on. Now, by understanding what they're really after, this is going to help you to put yourself on the same side as the parent, even if you disagree about how to achieve that goal or what current reality is in your ministry. It's a great first step to building a bridge. Now, the next step is this establish common ground. Build that bridge. It's really easy to do if you've already put yourself in the parent's shoes. You can understand where they're coming from, and you can express that you have the same desire too. This is a fantastic opportunity to share vision about your children's ministry. 
Now, they may not understand anything you do or why you do it. They might not know anything about your ministry other than what they see during drop-off and pickup times. And this is your chance to be able to give them a nugget of vision just to see what your children's ministry is all about. Now, in our example about the room being too chaotic, you can tell the parent that safety is your top priority and that you want every kid to feel comfortable and confident so that they can come and learn and grow and build great relationships with other kids and their leaders as they learn to follow Christ together. Now, what this does is it puts you and parents on the same team, which is awesome because you should be on the same team and you should be wanting the same things for each child. Now, if you're a parent yourself, then this becomes 10 times easier. It becomes really simple to sympathize with this parent and say, hey, I hear you. I'm a parent myself, and I always want to make sure that my kids are safe, so I get how important this is to you. Now, personally, I use examples with my own kids when they were the same age as the situation that I'm dealing with just to try to build that common ground with a parent. Now, my oldest daughter is now out of children's ministry, but I can now look back on all those years from nursery all the way through fifth grade and point to examples that will help me to be able to get on the same page with the parent that I'm talking to. Now, building that common ground, it creates relationship. It creates trust and it puts you in a place to seek solutions together instead of coming at this situation as opponents. They're not a complainer and you're not a defender. You're on the same team trying to work to find out what's best for this child in this situation. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to agree about everything and you and the parent might have different opinions about how to reach the goals you share. And at the end of the day, you may have to agree to disagree, but seeking common ground creates the context for a respectful and loving conversation, even if at the end of the day, you disagree about some things. All right, next step is after you've heard the parent, after you've put yourself in their shoes, you tried to build common ground, well, now you're gonna need to get some feedback from others because you have their perspective, you have your perspective, and you may not even have firsthand experience with the situation or the issue that they're talking about. And even if you do, you need to get some other eyes on this. So reach out to leaders in that children's ministry environment. Get their perspective, especially if you weren't there. But even if you were there, it's great to have some other opinions. Now, in our example, you might ask a few leaders, hey, did you think that Sunday was especially chaotic or was it just a typical Sunday morning? Now, I try to keep the family's name out of it if you can, just because you don't want this to become a source of gossip or division. You don't want to come across as if you're bad-mouthing the parent or um, trying to build a case against them or anything like that. You really are trying to find out how to improve the ministry and if there's something that needs to change and how to help this family. So you're going to want to just really, if you can, keep the family's name kind of out of it. But sometimes it might be a situation where something happened, a couple of kids got into a fight. You may need to say to a trusted leader, hey, I had this conversation with this parent. This was their concern. Tell me what happened today. Or how did their child seem in the environment? Anything you think we could do to help or anything else that you think I need to know to try to, to help this family in some way. Also, if this concern the parent's bringing to you, if it's big enough, You might want to process this with your ministry supervisor or other wise leaders around you, maybe people on staff at church or other people in volunteer leadership, just to make sure that you're seeing the situation clearly and really to tap into their wisdom to maybe know how to deal with this particular situation. And we all have blind spots and it just helps to get wise counsel. All right. 
Your next step is to analyze the problem. You've heard from the parent. You've tried to build bridges and put yourself on their team. And you've talked to other leaders and maybe even some wise counsel from other people uh, around you. So now you just need to figure out what exactly is the problem and what do you need to do about it, if anything. Now, most problems or concerns in our children's ministry probably fall into one of four categories. People, programming, preferences, or policies. And I've got another download over at simplekidmen.com to help you to think through which of those four it might be. If it's a people issue, a programming issue, a preference issue, or a policy or systems issue. So you can go and and download that resource over on the show notes as well. Now, determining the kind of problem you're looking at, it's going to help you to figure out what to do about it. Also, Andy Stanley has a great message about the difference between problems that need to be solved and tensions that need to be managed. Because sometimes you have a problem that has immediate solutions, something where you need to implement a new policy or procedure or a conversation you need to have with a leader or whatever that is. Other issues really are tensions to be managed. They're not something that are going to be solved overnight or something that may ever have a solution, but it's just a reality of your current situation. And Andy does a great job in this leadership talk just really teaching on how to know the difference between something that you need to actually take a step to resolve or something that you just need to be aware of and figure out how to navigate it because it's simply a tension in your ministry. I'm going to link to that message over the show notes. You'll definitely want to check that out as you think about analyzing this problem. Now, next, you're going to just need to decide what to do about it. What's the best next step? Does the parent have a valid concern? If so, is there a step you can take this week to help improve it? And if there is, that really says a lot to a parent. If you get back to them and you let them know that you took their feedback seriously and now you're putting it into action, to be able to call up a mom and say, hey, you know, I really appreciate what you shared with me Sunday morning and I wanted to let you know that I've talked with some of the leaders in the room and this is a step we're going to take to try to make that situation better. That means the world to them and really shows that you are there to serve and that you value their feedback and that you want to have a partnership with them. Now, sometimes the solution might be a longer process, something you can't fix in a week or two, like if you don't have enough leaders or maybe you have a facility issue or whatever. So communicate that back to the parent too. Just tell them, hey, I think your concern's valid and here's what we're hoping to accomplish in the long haul. Eventually, we want to move out of these small classrooms into a bigger space in the church, but that's probably several months away or a couple of years away. And in the meantime, we're just trying to take these steps to try to make this situation work. And just so that they know you're aware of it, that you're working towards a solution, that really is a huge thing in your conversations and your relationships with these parents. Explain where it is you want to get to, but just that it's going to take a while to get there. Also, invite the parent to be a part of the solution. Now, I love to turn conversations about problems into recruiting conversations. I remember a mom who came to me years ago saying that she felt our environments were too crazy because we didn't have enough leaders. I told her I agreed with her and that we were working on building a great team. And we love having parents like her serving with our kids. And guess what? She took me up on it. Much to her credit, she jumped in and wanted to be a part of the solution, not just someone who was complaining about the issue. And she was a great leader for us for several years. So that was a win all the way around. So if there's a way that you can invite that parent to be a part of the solution, well, that's fantastic because they can now help you to win instead of being 
your enemy or your adversary in this situation. They're your ally and probably someone that you're going to have a great relationship with for years to come. Now, let's consider the other possibility in this step of deciding what to do. What happens if you don't agree with the parent's concern? You've processed it with leaders and with your ministry supervisor, and the general consensus is the parent is off base, or your church's vision for children's ministry is just different than what they want for their child. Well, get back to them and be honest about it. Offer any solutions that you think might help, but then also share your vision for children's ministry and why your team and your church does ministry the way you do. Now, in my personal church context right now, we do large group and small group, and some of our campuses have some pretty big large group worship environments. I remember a parent expressing uh, once to me that she just wished that we could offer small Sunday school classroom settings with tables and chairs and smaller rooms. Well, I tried my best to get that child plugged in with a great small group leader, but I had to be honest and say that the small classroom setting was just not who we are as a church. We don't have the facility for it. And honestly, it's not the flavor of children's ministry. We do nothing wrong with it. It's just not us. And it just wasn't going to happen there. So that was a hard conversation, but she could tell that I was also trying to do my best to get her child plugged into community so that her child could really get to know other kids and find kind of the smaller place to belong in a bigger environment. And that meant a lot. You know, when you can't solve the problem or make the change that will help, just try your best to be loving and honest and be as solution-sided as you can within the context of your church. I could try to help this child get a fantastic small group leader. I could not change our entire program and facility for this one situation. That was just reality. Now, one final piece of advice, make sure you follow up and do it promptly. If you tell parents you're going to do something, make sure you do it and make sure all your leaders know to do it. Then touch base with the parent in a few weeks or in a month and see if your changes or suggestions helped. Keep that dialogue open. Keep building that relationship. If you didn't agree with the parent's concern or you couldn't make any changes, well, follow up about that too. Who knows? Maybe in a few weeks or a month later, the situation will have improved or they will have had a change of heart. Either way, it's going to mean a lot for you just to reach out again and to try to keep that ministry relationship going. Also, I'd say another great idea when you're dealing with follow-up is to make sure that you document everything. It's just really helpful. Um, make sure you document the original concern. Write down how you responded, people you talked to, together feedback. Write down uh, what your plan of action is. And then coming out of that conversation for follow-up with the parent, write down how that conversation went. How did they react? What did you agree to? What kind of timelines did you put in place if there were any future action steps? This is going to help a lot if you have to deal with this situation six months later. You don't have to rehash everything. You can go back to this document and say, oh yeah, I remember we had this conversation and I said I was going to do this, but I didn't. Or I said I was going to do this and I did. And our leaders said this had some really positive results. So this is a great place to start this conversation for the future. Also, if the conversation goes south and things don't go so well, it's great to have everything documented so that one that you can really be just above reproach and be able to show that you were making every effort to try to do the right thing and to help in this situation. Now, I will say that in over 20 years of children's ministry, 99.9% .9 of parents I've worked with have been fantastic. Even the ones who, at the end of the day, I disagreed with or, or didn't have a solution for them, we were able to have some great conversations. And even those few parents who were grumpy or were super upset at first really warmed up when I've just been able to listen and to be there to serve and offer a loving conversation. 
And that's been huge because those are the relationships that continue on far past any of the issues that may come and go. But of course, you can do everything right in these situations and you may still have some people really mad at you. And you might have some people who are even just mean-spirited about it. But that probably just means they're hurting or unhappy about some bigger issues in life and the issue really isn't about you. Now, I remember a mom who I dealt with once who just had a really sour attitude every time I saw her and usually a complaint about something. And then one day, her husband came into children's ministry with her and he started screaming at her in front of everyone because she had apparently misplaced his keys and it was just a really unpleasant scene. And then I realized why she seemed to be in a bad mood all the time. And I just felt really terrible for misjudging her. And that was just a great reminder to me that uh, sometimes people just have a bad day or they struggle with something that we don't understand or we may never see. And it reminded me that I just need to be loving and there to serve. And if somebody needs to say something hurtful or react in a way that's not super positive, that's okay. I can take it because I'm there simply to love them and to show them that I care about them and their family. So that brings me to our simple takeaway for today. The simple takeaway for today is handle parent concerns with wisdom and grace. Our verse for the day is Romans 12, 18 from the NIV, and it says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So just make sure you handle yourself well in these difficult conversations. Remember, this is ministry. You're here to serve people. You're here to love people. Be a listener, be loving, be humble, be wise, and let God work out the rest. If you're in the middle of any tough conversations with parents right now, I'd love to pray for you. So you don't have to share any details, but just drop me an email at jason at simplekidmen.com and I will definitely be praying for you and your ministry as you navigate these tricky waters because I know firsthand how hard some of these conversations can be. Well, that's it for today, friends. Thanks for joining me. Make sure you check out the show notes over at simplekidmen.com for more links, recommendations, take this topic a little bit deeper, sign up for my email newsletter over there, and I'll be able to make sure you don't miss out on any of the podcasts and also some other extra things that I love to send out just for people who are subscribing on the newsletter. I love to give away free resources and just pass along things that I think will help because that's really why I'm doing this. I really hope you found this encouraging today. If you liked what you heard, tell all of your children's ministry friends about this podcast because I want to encourage and equip as many children's ministers as possible over the weeks and months to come. Have an awesome week serving God's kids and their parents with love and grace. See you next time. Children.